We are on Ksubis Chav Beis Amma Beis 22b1 in the first column of the Archical Gemara. The Gemara now will be discussing a new topic, a new discussion. Uh, for those of you who have studied with us Yevamos, uh, and specifically the end of Yevamos, we had some very interesting cases uh, that are very much parallel to what we'll be discussing now. Different scenarios where we have testimony about uh, the death of a husband or a couple getting divorced in order to allow the wife to get married to somebody else. Uh, so we'll be discussing a bit of that. But really the, the central focus here is discussing what happens if we have contradictory testimony. In Jewish law, uh, it's definitely when it comes to the context of marriage, we require two witnesses. So what happens if you have a scenario where Two witnesses say that the husband died, and therefore she's allowed to remarry. Two witnesses say that, no, he didn't die. Or two witnesses say that they got divorced. Two witnesses say that, say that they didn't get divorced. Uh, so what do you do in such a scenario? Uh, so that's going to be the, really the, the main focus of uh, of this shir, of this class. So Taner Rabbanan, it was taught in their b'risa. What happens in the following case? Two witnesses say that the Husband died, two witnesses say he didn't die. Or, two witnesses say that uh, there was a divorce, two witnesses say there wasn't a divorce. So the law is, because there is a contradiction here, and we have two witnesses on both sides of the story, so they're not allowed, she's not allowed to remarry. She's not allowed to ha- go ahead and get married. However, if she does get married, so then they don't have to get divorced. Um, we will see in the Gemara in a minute that this is actually not so simple. This is not so simple because this is a question, this is a suffix. This is a very questionable situation here as to whether or not she got divorced. Um, if uh, if people don't know whether or not uh, they got divorced or if the husband is alive, so then perhaps we should even fall back on the fact that the last thing we knew, we know we applied the, the principle of status quo, the last thing we knew was that she was married. Okay, maybe maybe we could get out of that a little bit. Some of the commentators try to say that, uh, no, maybe we can't go based on the status quo because if she's remarrying, so then obviously she's looking into the matter because what happens if the husband uh, appears all of a sudden? She claimed that he died, uh, now he appears, so then obviously people are going to, you know, everyone's going to know that she lied about this and... It'll have significant ramifications. This is a concept that we've discussed in the past in Mesechus Yevamos, in the last tractate that we did in Yevamos. Uh, so maybe we can't go based on status quo, but at the very least, at the very least, the Gemara will say that we have a, a very questionable situation here. So even if she gets married to somebody else, we should really say that they would have to get a divorce. And the Gemara is going to say that that's really true, that in all cases they would have to get divorced uh, because... We really don't know. It could be that she is already, she's really married. It's just the husband's not around or they never got divorced. Uh, and so therefore they would have to, they, she would not be able to remarry. And even if she does remarry, the Gemara is going to say in a minute that in the vast majority of cases, uh, she would have to get divorced in that, within that, in that, in that marriage. Um, Rabbi Nachum Bar Yossi, Rabbi Nachum Bar Yossi says, Tetzay, no, even in the situation which we're going to get to where she's allowed to stay married, even in that case, Rabbi Nachman Bar Yossi says that they, have, they would have to get divorced. Amar Rabbi Nachman Bar Yossi, Amos Andy Omer Tetzay, when does he say that they would have to get divorced with her new husband? 
It depends. When did the two witnesses come and say that uh, that the the husband is still alive or that they never got divorced? What exactly? When did that happen? If the witnesses came first and then she remarried, meaning there's already witnesses that appeared in court and said that she's still married, and then she went off and married somebody else, then we say then that's when Rabbi Menachem says she, she has to get divorced from her second husband. It, it's, it's not. It's not, uh, we, we can't allow that. However, if she first gets married, so meaning the order is as follows. First, there are two witnesses that say that her husband died or that she was divorced. She follows the, the, the ruling of the court. She's allowed to get married. All we have are those two witnesses. She gets married. After she gets married, so then other witnesses come and say that, you know what, the husband's really alive. So then we don't, we don't make her uproot her entire, uh, her entire life. And the logic behind this, at least according to uh, some, is that this is really a fine. This is a penalty. If she, we tell her you're not allowed to get married. It's two versus two. The two witnesses already came. We tell her you're not allowed to get married. She goes ahead and gets married. We say, okay, this is a penalty. You didn't listen to us. Go ahead and get divorced. However, if it's a scenario where she's completely listening to us, it was a scenario where there were only two witnesses, and those two witnesses said that she was, she was, uh, uh, she was a widow, or they got divorced. So then she's listening to the court. Only later on, after she's married, two other witnesses come. So then we're going to say, you are in fact allowed to stay married. But again, what case are we dealing with here? What exactly is the case? Because the, as the Gemara points out now, This is a situation of a treu trey, two witnesses on both sides of the equation. This is a legitimate uh, suffix, a questionable situation. We're not going to let her stay married. We're not going to let her get married. We should just, uh, we shouldn't allow her, we, we can't decide either way. So they would have, she would have to get, this is a very serious issue. This is a, a potential, um, a, a potential adultery situ- situation here if, if the husband is still alive. So what's the case here? Amr Rav says, no, The case is where she gets married to one of the witnesses. There were two witnesses who said that the husband died or that they got divorced. And so, even though it's trey utre, it's a situation where we just don't know, and so therefore they can't get married, but she's allowed to marry the person who really believes. That person really believes that the husband's not alive, so then she can marry him. Because that's really, we're, we're in a questionable scenario, but according to his own testimony, the husband's not alive, so he is the person who's allowed to marry her. Nobody else, nobody else can marry her, and if they get married, for anybody else, they would have to get divorced, according to everybody. But the only situation where they could stay married, at least according to the to the Tana comment, to the first opinion, is where she marries one of the witnesses. According to some of the commentators, they, they point out that it might not just have to be a witness who appears in court. It could be anybody. Anybody, even if they didn't appear in court, but anybody who who knows or who believes and saw that the husband died and, and they're making such a claim, even if they don't appear in court to make such a claim, but they just were present at the time, um, so then they would also be allowed to marry this woman. The Gemara then asks, okay, fine, that allows the uh, the witness to marry her. But what about herself? How does she know? She's also stuck. She doesn't know what to do. He goofed about some Kaima. So what is she going to do? So moving on to 22b2. The Gemara says, no, Bomaris Barili. The case is where she says also that I'm certain that my husband passed away or I'm certain that I was divorced. She knows, uh, she knows with certainty. How does she know with certainty? Rashi points out because she says that uh, if uh, if he was really alive, he would have come home. If he was, she was really right. If he was really alive, he would have come home. Others say that no. She really says, "I know for a fact that my husband died." 
Um, I know that my husband died. Uh, either way, the, the cases where uh, she knows with certainty, and so therefore only in a situation where she knows with certainty, her second husband knows with certainty, uh, even though we have these two witnesses coming to court saying that the husband's still alive or that they never got divorced, and therefore she's still married to her first husband. No, because it's a case of trade or trade, because we have two witnesses on both sides, the only situation, the only potential situation where we'll say, you know what, you can't get married because it's still uh, uh, it's still two versus two, but uh, we'll, we'll let you, if you got married, we'll let you stay married. The only situation is where both of them say that we know with certainty. They both of them say that we know with certainty, so then uh, that, that, they're, that they were married, so then we'll let them stay married. Uh, sorry, they both know, both know with certainty that the husband passed away, so then we'll let them stay married. The Gemara now has a new ruling, and uh, a new statement of Rabbi Yochanan, where he differentiates between the death, the, the testimony of the death of the husband versus them getting divorced. And it says as follows, Amar Rabbi Yochanan, Rabbi Yochanan says, he says, if we have two witnesses on both sides saying, two witnesses say that the husband died, two witnesses say the husband didn't die, so they can't get married. However, she can't remarry, she can't marry a second husband, but if she does, then we don't make them leave. However, if two witnesses say they got divorced, two witnesses say they didn't get divorced, so even if she remarries, she gets married uh, to, to a second husband, we make them get divorced. So when it comes to divorce, we make them, she's not allowed to get married to a second husband. And if she does, we make them, make her leave. But when it comes to death, if the two witnesses are, are testifying about death, so then we let them, she shouldn't get married. But if she does, she's allowed to stay married. So the Gemara wants to know, what's the difference between the two? Maishna ratio, Maishna Seifa. What's the difference between the first case and the second case? Why is it that in the first case, when it comes to testifying about the death, we let her stay married? She shouldn't get married, but if she does, we let her stay married. And why is it that in the second case, when it comes to divorce, we say, you know what, she's not allowed to stay married to her second husband? What's the difference between the two? So to this question, this is what we will devote for the rest of the time, the Gemara will give three different answers to this question. Three different answers to this question. So let's see answer number one. Amar Abaye. Abaye says as follows. He says, you know what the case is? Don't, it's not really talking about a case of two versus two. We're discussing a case here of one versus one. We have to sort of, um, change the language a little bit. It's not really two versus two. It's really one versus one. And one is really, uh, is really basically, uh, meaningless. One is really meaningless in, in Jewish law when it comes to, uh, witnesses for marriage and the like. We need two witnesses. So, Omar Bay, Tirkma We're talking about a case where we have one versus one. And so what, what ends up happening? So when one witness says that the husband died, so the only exception, or one of the only exceptions uh, to requiring two witnesses is what we allow one witness to testify to say that the husband died. And the reason for this is really based on the end of the tractate of Yavamos, where we say that, you know what, because we want to make sure that she could remarry, um, and who knows how many people are going to see the, let's say the husband uh, dies, nobody else is going to know about it, if there's only one person who knows about it, what are we going to do? We're going to leave her to, to not remarry ever in her life? Um, so we, we'll rely on a certain leniency to believe one witness, but in addition to that, they added on various stringencies to say, you know what, the wife really has to look into the matter, and she has to look deeply into the matter to trust this one witness, uh, because if it ends up being true that the husband comes back, and the husband does come back, so then it's going to be not so good 
to say the least, for her. She's going to have to get divorced from her second husband. The children from her marriage will be mamzerim. It's like adultery. And many other ramifications and penalties that were placed upon her. And so therefore, she's really going to look into the matter. And so therefore, we had this leniency to believe one witness. So here, but it's only in the context of believing one witness to say that the husband died. So in case number one, one witness comes along and says that the husband died. And there's a principle, is of the opinion that whenever we say that we believe one witness, so they have the power, it's like it was two witnesses who appeared in court. It's like they have the the strength of two witnesses, because we said it, we believe one witness in this case. So we believe one witness to say that the husband died. So he's equal to two witnesses. Now comes another single witness to say that the husband didn't die. We never gave any, any exception to that. For a witness to come to court and say that the husband didn't die, we didn't say we believe you. You need another witness with you. You're only one person. You're not two people. The only leniency we gave was for a witness to say that the husband did die. Not that to say that the husband didn't die. So when, the, when one witness comes and says that the husband died, he's like two. Uh, he has the power and strength of two. Then you have one other witness to say that the husband didn't die. Uh, well, he's he's one person against the two, and the, against the power of two, and so therefore, and so therefore, we believe the one witness who has the power of two to say that the husband died. Uh, so, they, and so that's the big that's the big difference between um, well, well, at least right now, that's the focus of the first case of of uh, of the death of the husband. The Gemara asks, so if this is the case, if we really believe that one witness to say that the husband died, so then why don't we even allow them? To get married initially, let them get married initially. Um, let them. Uh, why? Why do we say that they, she cannot remarry? But if she does, so then she's allowed to stay married. We should allow her to remarry. We believe that one witness. So the Gemara says, "Mishum Ravasi, because of a principle of Ravasi. Dama Ravasi mimeka. That you have to distance yourself um, from distortion and and perversion. And so, therefore, basically, even though we technically by the letter of the law, we could, we could trust this one witness, but we want to make sure we don't want rumors to be flying around about the fact that she's remarrying even though her husband's really alive and we don't have full proof. And so therefore, out of this caution, we say, you know what, you really can't, uh, you really can't get married in the scenario where it's one versus one. Again, we're talking about in a scenario where it's one versus one. We have one witness saying that the husband did die, the other husband saying, the other witness saying the husband didn't die. In that scenario and only in that scenario, we want to be extra careful, so we'll say she cannot remarry until we have better proof. Okay, that's all with regards to the first case. What about the second case? The second case is about divorce. Seifa, so then by divorce, if you have one witness, you have one witness saying they got divorced, one witness saying they didn't get divorced. So one witness is meaningless. Basically, the last thing we knew was that she was married. In fact, these two witnesses are saying that she was married. We only have one witness saying that she got divorced. One witness is nothing. One witness can't do anything. One witness can only do something to say that the husband died. But nothing to do with divorce. And so this is all answer number one of Abaye. Abaye's answer is that we're not talking about a case of two versus two. We're dealing with a case of one versus one. And there's a big, big difference between one individual testifying about the death of the husband versus testifying about a divorce. When it comes to the death of a husband, he has the power of two, which makes a huge, huge difference. That is all answer number one. Explanation number two is by Rava. Rava Amar. No. La'olo Treyotreyotreyotreyotreyotreyotreyotreyotreyotreyotreyotreyotreyotreyotreyotreyotreyotreyotreyotreyotreyotreyotreyotreyotreyotreyotreyotreyotreyotreyotreyotreyotreyot
leave her second husband. When it comes to death, she doesn't have to leave her second husband. What's the difference between the two? Basically, the difference is, is that when it comes to death, the wife cannot make it up. The wife cannot say, I know with certainty that my husband died. And she cannot lie about that because she's always going to be concerned that the husband's actually going to show up. If she's actually lying about that, she should be very concerned that the husband's always going to, at any point in time, could show up. She can't, uh, she can't just make that up. When it comes to divorce, she could always say, oh, yeah, I know that I got divorced. And, uh, no one could actually dis- completely disprove her that she was never divorced. Nobody was with her 24-7 to say that she was never divorced. She's saying, I got divorced. And, and she has, she could contradict her, her husband. And so that's the big difference between the two. So when it comes to death, so because she's always going to be scared, if she's really, t- she's really getting married to somebody else, it means that she's really certain that, that her, her first husband died. Uh, and so therefore we'll let them stay married. When it comes to, uh, when it comes to divorce, so she could always contradict her husband, and therefore we'll say that she always has to get divorced. We don't never know whether she's actually, she knows with certainty. The Gemara says, is that really true? The Gemara says, what are we saying now? We're saying now that in the case of divorce, we, she cannot stay married to her second husband because we're concerned that maybe she doesn't really know with certainty. She, um, and she's just saying this because she could always deny her husband. But we have a rule, we have a principle that a wife would never tell in front of her husband that she got divorced if it's not really true. Um, if it's not true, she would never say such a thing because they wouldn't have the, the brazenness to say such a thing. In front of her own husband to say they got divorced when they didn't actually get divorced, they wouldn't do such a thing. So how, how come here we're saying that she would do that? So like says, there's a big difference in this case. This case is where we have two witnesses saying that she got divorced. It's true. There are two other witnesses who say that she did not get divorced. But in this case, where she has two witnesses who said that she got divorced, so then certainly in this case, she'll be willing to uh, lie and say that, you know what, I really believe the two witnesses who said that I got divorced. I really believe that I know that I got divorced. Um, and she will be brazen in front of her husband because here she has she has backing. She has two witnesses to, to back her up. So she's, she would be willing to take that step to lie, to potentially lie. And because of that potential lie, we'll say, you know what, she cannot stay married to her second husband. That is all answer number two. Again, the difference in answer number two is that She's not, she won't lie about her husband, uh, uh, about her husband, uh, dying because the husband could always come back and just contradict her words when it comes to divorce. So then we question whether or not, uh, she's certain about it. Answer number three. Asi Amar, Kagon Damri Edim, Asha Mace, Asha Gersha, Mesa Likalivrure, Gerushinikalivrure, Daminalai Misa Dahachihava, Axilon Gitech. The third answer by Ravasi says, you know what the case is? The answer number one was that we're not discussing two versus two, we're discussing one versus one. One witness versus one witness. Answer number two was saying that, no, we're discussing two versus two. There's a big difference between divorce and death about whether she, she, she would contradict, uh, uh, her husband. Is she, how, how much could we believe her? Answer number three is also saying that what's the case here? The case here is where the witnesses are saying, you know what, they got divorced today! Or the husband died today! So if it was today, so then, if it's about a death, so then we'll let the wife, we can't, we don't, we'll never let her, allow her to remarry, but if she does, so then she doesn't have to get divorced. Um, because, uh, she doesn't have to get divorced, there's nothing, there's nothing wrong. 
uh, or she we, we let her stay married. However, when it comes to divorce, the witnesses come and say she got divorced today, and then she runs off and marries somebody else. We say, you know what? She cannot stay married to the second husband. You want to know why? Because when it comes to divorce, there's proof. There's a divorce document. Where's her divorce document? She got divorced today. It happened today. So where's the divorce document? When it comes to death, Rashi points out, the cases where uh, witnesses come and they say that uh, he drowned or he was eaten by, devoured by an animal. Uh, so in those cases, there's no way of proving it or disproving it. She doesn't have to have the proof in her hands. When it comes to divorce, she got divorced today. Where's the document? You have a divorce document. Where's that document? The fact that you don't have it, Shows us that something we're we're concerned about something here, and therefore she cannot stay married to her second uh, her second husband. So we have three different explanations to explain the difference uh, between testifying about a death versus testifying about a divorce, um, with uh, may, you know making certain okimtas, establishing uh, the facts. Uh, de- depends on what the facts are on the ground, uh, but we have three different explanations with regards to that, and we'll continue this discussion of tre tre two versus two in the next recording, beginning next week.